This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. Welcome back. Hour three, New York game day here at 98.7 ESPN. Score update. The Colts are up on the Patriots, 7-3 right now. Gardner Minshew, three for four, 44 yards. Jonathan <coughs> Taylor, nine carries for 31 yards, and he scores a touchdown. Um, also, you've got Isaiah McKenzie, who's got two receptions for 34 yards. One his was for 30, uh, so pretty impressive there. As for Mac Jones, Five of six for 43 yards. And uh, you got Ezekiel Elliott, who's rushed for 21. Stevenson, who's rushed for 20. And uh, and also Ezekiel Elliott uh, targeted as well as Stevenson. So right off the bat, the first series, it looks like the running backs are getting the bulk of the work for the Patriots. So uh, they just kicked off the second quarter. And the, uh, the Colts still have the ball. So we'll keep you posted there. But it is time now for my Locks of the Week, brought to you by Corona. Anita's three Locks of the Week. All right, gentlemen, so uh, another good week nine went two and one last week. So uh, we are 16 and 11 on the season, which means that I'm back up to 59.2%, which again, Amani, I know that, you know, this is new to you and, and we're, we're getting you up to speed on all of this. Uh, which if you're anywhere between 56, 57%, uh, you're, you're in good standing. Uh, oh, last I year, I, I was at 71%, uh, <laughs> which I kept on saying was an outlier. Uh, that was just ridiculous. We had a phenomenal year last year, but who knows? Maybe I could get back there. Right now, we're at 59.2%. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I'm just saying, I think we're moving the goalpost. You know, in school, you're 59%. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's different in gambling. It's different in gambling. All right, so let's head into uh, week 10. All right. And, uh, and let's start with the two-team six-point teaser that we've been talking about that now I know with that Michigan education, uh, now you absolutely understand Michigan how this or, works. Was it, hold, on, hold on. Michigan or Michigan State? Oh, come state. on, Mike. Oh, no. Did he just go there? <laughs> um, you go to Michigan State when you can't get into Michigan. Let's be honest. Well, you go to UConn if you can't get into uh, UMass, right? <laughs> ah, <laughs> quick study. All right, so here are my two teams. First of all, there are a lot of really good uh, lines out there for uh, two-team six-point teasers today. There, there really is. There's quite a bit. Ravens being one of them. They're 6-1 and one against the spread above teams, That teams that are above 500. What does that tell you? They play to the level of their competition. They're averaging 32 points. Uh, over the last three games, Lamar Jackson, number one in completion percentage. Now you add Mitchell, the rookie running back, to that backfield now. Uh, you can't stop them. The Browns defense, 30th in yard per play. And also, as good as they are in getting uh, to the quarterback and pressuring the quarterback and getting sacks and interceptions, they're not good in the red zone. What's happening is that teams are not getting into the red zone, but when they get in the red zone, they're scoring touchdowns against the Browns at a 68% rate. So I'm going to tease the Ravens down to a pick em, and I'm also going to tease the Seattle Seahawks down. Seattle got destroyed by the Ravens last week. Pete Carroll, 62% 
in covering the spread after a, a horrible loss like that. Meanwhile, Washington and Sam Howe, they were in New England last week. They've got to now fly again across the country. So two back-to-back road trips. This one, of course, flying out west. Washington's defense, they traded away Sweat. They traded away Young. I think this is a really great uh, situation for Geno Smith. Uh, this is a Washington Commanders team. They've already given up 19 touchdown passes on the season. So I see Geno Smith having a monster day. So I'm going to tease the Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks down to a pick 'em. Seattle beating Washington and the Ravens beating the Browns. Mike, what say you? Do you like my two-team six-point teaser? Uh, yeah, I, I like the Ravens over the Browns. I, I You know, I guess related to this, right, is Deshaun Watson and how good he'll need to play. But I, I do like your um, – that it makes sense to me, especially um, I really like the Ravens over the Browns. Amani, thoughts? I, I, I like the Ravens over the Browns, but the Washington-Seattle thing, I don't know. I feel like Washington is a team that's going to – I know they traded away <laughs> some of their players, um, uh, but they, you know, sometimes there's addition by subtraction. And the fact that they got rid of some players that maybe uh, didn't quite fit and they cleared up the future because they had all that capital uh, stuck in their defensive line room and now it's, the defensive line is kind of solidified in terms of who they're going to keep, who they're moving on from. And I think that allows the direction to go in a much, much more clean direction. Uh, I, I don't know. I really like this Washington Commanders team. Um, I don't know why. I just have a feeling that they're going to, uh, they're going to go across country and uh, really give it to uh, Geno Smith. Although I love so Geno. So you have Washington, you have G- Washington beating Seattle in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, I do. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I don't, obviously, if I'm making this my best bet, Ravens and Seattle as a two-way six-point teaser. Uh, play number two, the Dallas Cowboys over 26.5 team total points against the Giants. One thing we know about the Cowboys, uh, ultimate front runners. They love to destroy bad teams. They don't take their, uh, their foot off the gas. Their last seven home games, uh, they've put up 260 points, which means they're averaging 37 a game. Dallas, uh, if you recall, beating the Rams pretty much after the first quarter and still scored 43 points. Uh, They put up 40 points against the Giants in week one with a healthy Giants team and Daniel Jones as the starting quarterback. And as we know, Jerry Jones would love to really give it to John Mara. Also, you've got a Dory Jackson who's out. Leo Williams was traded and uh, and, in the defense having some issues with Wink Martindale this week. So again, Dallas team total over 26 and a half points. Gentlemen, what say you? Oh, I, I definitely, yeah. they're, they're going to get over 26 because their average is 28, so or 27 and a half. Absolutely. I, no question about that. Okay. My, my, only, cons- my only concern, I, I kind of agree except for, and I'm not trying to be you know, sarcastic here, but they, I mean, Cowboys may only play a half year. Like, they could oh. have their backups in pretty early. <laughs> wow. I just don't um, see Tommy DeVito between behind that offensive line holding up. I just I, I, yeah. I'm hard pressed to see how the Giants score today. I mean, they were full strength and got shut out, and now they have you know a player that if you were drafting all the quarterbacks that play in the NFL this season, is he in the top ninety? Yeah, no. But and also, it's like you, you look at. The defense has been playing well, but we one we one thing we've known about this Giants defense is if they are left out on the field and left out to dry, uh, they will uh, 
know, they'll wear down. And that was with um, with Big Cat in there. Now Big Cat's gone, and they have a less of a presence up front. Man, I, I just feel like this is this is not going to be a favorable matchup for the Giants. And what what are the Dallas Cowboys good at? Bottom feeding, and there's no team. They're they're feeding up on the team that's the bottom in the NFC East right now, which is the New York Giants. Last but not least, um, it's a prop bet, and it's Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Texans, over 48.5 receiving yards. Uh, No Nico Collins today for C.J. Stroud. Uh, He's been, Dalton has been a security blanket for Stroud. Last week, 10 catches, 130 yards and a touchdown. In five games, uh, Dalton Schultz is averaging 60 yards per game. And believe it or not, as good as this Bengals defense is, They've been lit up by tight ends. George Kittle, Kincaid combined 230 yards. Uh, this is a Bengals defense. They're allowing a 81% catch rate, which is 31st in the NFL, and eight yards per target, which is 29th in the NFL. So I think Dalton Schultz is going to have a monster game. So I'm going over 48 and a half receiving yards for Dalton Schultz today. Thoughts? Oh, I like it. I think uh, one thing that you have to have with the young quarterback it's a good tight end and a, a, a strong running game and a strong offensive line. And, um, man, he is C.J. Shroud, front runner for rookie of the year. Absolutely. I, I, I like it. And he, he is distributing the ball, going through his progressions, and it's not just fluky. This is 10 weeks now, and he's, he's been playing at a very, very high clip. Mike, thoughts? Uh, yeah, that's a lot for, for a tight end. Um, Probably without Nico Collins, they'll, they'll try to get him the ball more. And I agree, Stroud's playing incredibly well. I mean, I, I can only imagine what you know, Carolina's thinking about right now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like that. <clears throat> okay, fantastic. All right, well, I feel good about it then. Again, uh, my locks of the week. Again, I'm going to play a two-team teaser. Where I'm teasing the Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks down to a pick em. Ravens going up against Cleveland. Seattle going up against Washington. Also, Dallas over 26 and a half team total points uh that is my second best bet and of course last but not least dalton schultz tied in for the houston texans over receiving yards today that is my third uh best bet locks of the week you should say right here on 98.7 espn brought to you by corona corona an official cerveza of the new york jets also new york game day brought to you by bet 365 whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 quick break we come back it's time for mike tannenbaum's bomb of the week what will it be we'll find out soon right here on 98.7 espn now back to new york game day with a money tumor mike tannenbaum and anita marks the bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slowmans. All right, Mike. We're bracing for it. Yep. Here I am at the game of the week, the San Francisco 49ers 24, Jacksonville Jaguars 17. Should be a great game. Can't wait to see this 49er Team coming off of a bye, reportedly going to get Trent Williams, Debo Samuel back, and Chase Young will be starting for them at defensive end, paired with Nick Bosa. Should be a heck of a game. Looking forward to it. 
Again, that's Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week brought to you by Sloman. Sloman has low price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices. For 100 years, Sloman's has been a staple in home comfort. <clears throat> Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL right now. Um, Amani, your, your thoughts on um, on Mike's Bomb of the Week? Are you, like A few things. Number one, I like the Jags. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to play the Jags at plus three and a half. And also... I like the over here. A lot of people are, are leaning towards the under because unders have been hitting two teams coming off of a bye. Typically when that happens, the under does hit. And of course, with the addition of, uh, of Chase Young, a lot of people think that this uh, 49ers defense is going to hold the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars in check. What say you? What do you think about game script? Do you agree with Mike? Uh, I agree with Mike. I, I just feel like the Niners aren't going to lose four games in a row. I mean, they've lost three in a row. Um, Brock Purdy hasn't looked uh, spectacular in these last couple games. Statistically, he's been playing pretty well, um, you know, if you just watch the film. But when you look at um, this Jacksonville team, uh, a young team coming off a break, I would rather uh, an older team, especially in in the 49ers who's had uh, success over the last, you know, four or five years, and then you also got to uh, – I feel like it's easier when you're on the road because you have to – it forces you to uh, – you, know, you have to focus in. You have to – you know, that long flight, you have a lot of time to kind of contemplate, think about, run things through your head. And I, I always found it easier to play in tougher games on the road uh, because, you know, mentally you have to be there or you can get embarrassed. And when you play at home, if you're coming off a break, everything is easy – you know the, the crowd wants you know everybody in the crowd wants you to to do well. I just feel like it's it's a very tough situation. I don't think this team is uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are ready uh, mentally to to match up with this team that's desperate. They're, they're, they've lost three games in a row, and and this team is is, is floundering. Uh, I feel like the Niners have much more to prove, and they're going to have a lot more be a lot more focused when they approach this game today. You know, guys, as, as I said earlier, uh, unders have been hitting at a historical rate uh, in, in the NFL. And, and I think a big reason is, and, and of course, we, we uh, or I, I shared with you the information that in week nine, there were 14 teams that were playing with backup quarterbacks. But beyond that, I just think the, the the caliber. I think there's the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. I don't. So again, I have shared with you what my uh, viewing experience is here each and every Sunday. I've got three TVs going. Uh, one of them is like the best game of the one o'clock or the four o'clock hour. Uh, the other is, of course, either Giants or Jets if they're playing in that one or four o'clock hour. Uh, if not, the second best game, and then the red zone. Um, I've got oodles and noodles of wine and champagne, oodles and noodles of food and three loving dogs uh, that offer emotional support for anybody who wants to come over here and need it that day. So uh, my setup is, is I think beyond amazing. Um, And each and every week I'm having the conversation with friends. Like, like it's all like a a group discussion. Like, okay, what are we going to have on, on, on TV one? What are we going to have on TV two? And uh, like, like there's no, I feel like each and every week there's no like legit like, oh yeah, this is it. This week, yeah, I think the game that Mike is at and the one that he's going to be calling for ESPN in regard to the Jags and the 49ers, I I think that's a no-brainer. But like it's few and far between. Like don't you guys feel that way that this season like there's not a lot of like quote-unquote can't-miss games? 
No, I, I agree with you. I just feel like the, the, the overall quarterback position in the league is, is such in flux. In flux. And yeah, there are quarterbacks yeah. that you think, oh, they might be good. But, you know, when you had Brady, Breeze, Manning, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you knew that those teams were going to be. And when those guys matched up with each other, you knew those those games were going to have some sparks. Right. Because there was five to ten years of experience of experienced quarterback play that was going to, you know, take it to a, a level where you're going to be watching the game plans. You're going to be watching the the. the you know, they were so good that they could put the offensive coordinators, they could put the defensive coordinators on the field uh, because you knew that, that all these adjustments were going to be made to and be more of a chess match. Now it's like, are these guys even quarterbacks that are eligible to are, are quality are qualified enough to be in the NFL to allow the offensive right. defensive coordinators to be to, to, to be to do the X's and O's. So that's kind of, I think, what it is. My- and again, Imani. Like uh, to that point, though, Anita, like you're talking about Tommy DeVito, not just to pick on the Giants here, but again, is he one of the 90 best quarterbacks on the planet? Like, I, it's just it's amazing that to me, like you think about Colt McCoy, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz were still out there. And maybe that goes a little bit to all these teams, like, as you said, being, you know, the under or, um, you know, the low scoring games. But I, that's the part that really surprises me is we're out there seeing, you know, Jaron Hall, Tommy DeVito playing where there are some veteran quarterbacks that have actually, you know, I think we give some of these teams a much better chance to win. Like, again, like they're not going to say it. I'm sure a lot of the Giants today are saying the right things. But when they're on the bus going to the stadium today and they're saying we're playing Dak Prescott and we have Tommy DeVito, like players know, like they're not foolish. And that's the part that really surprises me. Like, how, how did the Jets not sign Carson Wentz or go after Matt Ryan? Jets have a good football team. They're 4-4, four and four, and they're playing with a guy that clearly is not good enough. I mean, even Colt McCoy. Like, Colt McCoy is a guy that, you know, <clears throat> played for the Giants a couple of years ago. Now he's – I don't know if he's on the team yet. Uh, last I heard, he was on the street. So, doing um, quarterback breakdowns on, um, on Josh Dobbs. That's the last time I've seen him. Uh, this week so I, I feel like that's a guy that should be in the league should get an opportunity because you know at least he can run and complete an uh, uh, offensive scheme some of these guys you don't even know if they can play that's that's what I think is the ultimate problem with what's what's going on in the league right now Mike last I checked did, did Carson win sign with the Rams who are in a bye week he this week did. so yeah I did yeah, yeah he yeah. sure right? did yeah, yeah. but my, right yeah. so but my point is how could the Jets or the Giants not trying to sign him or Colt McCoy or Matt Ryan, you know, they're out there with quarterbacks that aren't good enough. Yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I hate using the word tank, but uh, like I'll use it. Like maybe like, you know, we talked about it earlier on when we started the show and this is a Giants team that um, has a 25% probability of getting the first round pick and up in the 90s in regards to top five and top five and top 10. So yeah, maybe they're just gonna they're saying like, hey, listen, we're we're gonna we're gonna ride with what we have. Chances are we're gonna lose, and we're gonna set ourselves up with a situation where we can get Caleb Williams, Drake May, who that's who I would draft, Avi, um, Penix, uh, Bo Nix. I mean, you know, this quarterback class is gonna be fun fun to see what happens. Yeah, I just I I, I am I've been around down uh, down this quarterback roller coaster for so long. And, you know, everybody was – they were 
tanking for Zach Wilson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just because you get the, the first pick doesn't mean you're going to get a Joe Burrow. doesn't mean you're going to get a Josh Allen. I mean, there's a lot of guys there that, you know, uh, Josh Rosen. You know, there's a lot of guys where you think, oh, these are can't-miss guys. Matt, you know, Matt Barkley, you know, there, there's a lot of guys that had a lot of fanfare coming out of college and couldn't make the transition. So I think all these guys, all these teams who are tanking for these quarterbacks, they're wishing on a star. And there's a lot of general managers, a lot of head coaches that are in bars right now talking about how they didn't get a real opportunity to be a general manager because they couldn't find a real quarterback because they're hard to find. And so I feel like if I'm in those positions, I'm going to try to do my best to get the best guy available. And then maybe one day you look up on a guy, but if you're sitting running around this, you're, you're constantly on the conveyor belt trying to find young rookie quarterbacks on their, on their, uh, their rookie contract, I mean, you're wishing on a star. And that's just not the way uh, – wishing is not a strategy. you, you got to come with some guys that can get you over to the point, and then maybe you look up and find and draft somebody later on that, that, that doesn't need to play right away that can transition. Like the way that the Kansas City Chiefs transitioned from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes, that should be the key. I mean, you should be get a guy that you get a guy that can play for you, get a backup, and you wish on a star with a backup – because you all you wish on a star with a, a young quarterback and have him be back up until he's ready to play, and then you got what you want. But just Caleb Williams, man, I, I feel like there's a lot of people going to lose their jobs trying to chase Caleb Williams. 800-919-3776. What say you, Giants fans? What would you like to see the Giants do uh, moving forward? Um, we, uh, we're still going to take a look around the NFL, AFC, NFC, those standings. Uh, we are heading into week 10, so what does that mean? The playoff picture is looking more and more realistic in regard to how this is all going to play out. By the way, we're with you for an extra 30 minutes leading into your Knicks and uh, Hornets pregame show. So you got us for an extra 30 minutes tonight At or this overtime. afternoon or this morning, whatever you want. Yeah, overtime. <laughs> overtime Some people maybe. might be like, oh, cha-ching, <laughs> yeah, score. Some people be, might be like, oh, are you kidding me? Uh, anyway, uh, we're with you. <laughs> So deal with it. 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. So make sure you enjoy responsibly. Um, quick update in regard to uh, the, uh, the Colts-Patriots game. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are up 7-3, about two minutes left in the first half. So talk about the under. Obviously, the under is going to hit here. There's no denying that. Absolutely. And Mac Jones trying to uh, engineer some type of drive here uh, to get them on the board. So we'll see what happens. Um, guys, we've got some calls. I do want to go out to them. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Dave, who's calling in from his car. Dave, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on again, Anita. You know, I'm looking at the Jets and I'm looking at the Giants and that quarterback position. And again, I know this has been thrown out there with the Jets. If the Jets just were scoring like 17, 20 something points a game, like the, the minimum, they'd be like 20 and five now. That's what people have been throwing around. And I look at these teams and I'm like, they're actually 
and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think these teams should be looking at veteran quarterbacks because there's so many quarterbacks out here who've had this malpractice done to them. You get a, get a veteran quarterback who's seasoned and then try to make deals that are similar to what – and I know this was a spectacular deal because it was Herschel Walker, but the Cowboys built the dynasty off of one deal. One deal, the Herschel Walker yeah. deal set them up for but a decade. And you have to look at these players on your roster and say, who can we move? How much value can we get? You know, like, it just seems like they're, like you say, wishing on a star if they want to do the young quarterback thing that's happened uh, with the Eagles or that's happened with the Dolphins where they get lucky and have a rookie contract uh, quarterback and then they can start building around them. It, it seems like the other way has been moved away from by NFL teams. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about, you know, what I'm thinking? Amani? No, I think you're right. Um, um, there needs to be some, some big-time moves, but um, I still think when you're looking at the Cowboys in that situation, you're looking at, like, trying to get one of these rookie quarterbacks. Like, ultimately, the major piece in that deal was they got uh, Troy Aikman, and um, and and then they built around him. I feel like what you really need to do is build a team. Like regardless, a bit get the players when you can, so you can build up a team. Like the 49ers. they built up a squad. They put in J- Jimmy Garoppolo. He got you know they put in Alex Smith. He got him to where they could. Then you go on and get another guy in um in Jimmy Garoppolo. He got him a little higher. Then they struck on a quarterback, but they got the quarterback. When they were already a team. And I feel like people are just trying to, you know, go after this quarterback like, like, like they're all of a sudden going to make this huge change. It, 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 that, that happens so infrequently. You can win a Super Bowl without a great quarterback. I mean, we've seen the Baltimore Ravens do it on two separate occasions. So it can't happen. You just need to make sure that every other part of your team, when you get a chance to get a player and make, and make a, a, a player that is a difference maker, get them. And regardless of positions, you got to stop looking at this draft like I'm trying to find the perfect quarterback. Unless you have a guy you can pound on the table and say, this is my guy, hell or high water, which with a lot of these young guys, you really can't because of the way that they play in college football now without the route tree. They play this style that's not very compatible to what they're going to be asked to do when they go to that next level. You know, um, you know another example of that is um, Philadelphia, where they had really good lines on both sides of the ball. They thought they had the quarterback of the future in Carson Wentz. That didn't work out. They plug and play Jalen Hurts, and obviously the rest is history. Yeah, uh, it start it starts up front, and um, you know it's interesting. Like watching this game right now between the Colts and the Patriots, like Mac Jones has been sacked five times already in the first half in Germany, and you know when you look at what's wrong with New England, like to me, what's wrong with New England starts up front. Like their offensive line just isn't what it once was. And, you know, a, a good pass rush by the Colts right now is the difference in this game. So um, the the challenge for the Giants, though, Amani, if we're just calling it, if we look at it, like they put a lot of resources in with Evan Neal, Andrew Thomas. Absolutely. playing very good up front. You're 100% right, Mike. <laughs> that, you know, when you we've drafted, like the Giants have drafted as much draft capital is spent on the Giants, probably more on an offensive line over the past uh, 10 years than the Cowboys do. But the Cowboys have a markedly different uh, result. So, you know, there's, a, there's something about, uh, you know, getting that front like you're talking about, Mike, but you got to hit on these big guys. you got to hit on your first picks. I mean, if you don't you, – you can't do go into the uh, – my opinion is you can't go into a first round 
looking at um, a particular position group. You got to go after the best guy. And I learned that from Ernie Accorsi when Ernie Accorsi uh, wrote read his wrote his book about how he built this Giants team and, and the, the mistakes that he's made and the players that he oh, he overlooked because they didn't at that time need a need. Um, I think it was uh, Herschel Walker was one of the guys that he said that he passed up, or Bo Jackson, one of those two great guys that are the uh, great running backs out of the South because at the time they didn't need a running back. And Ernie Accorsi just said, that's something I'm never going to do. In the first round, you go after the best player and then figure the rest of it out. 800-919-3776, the phone number. That's how you get on board. Uh, let's head back out to our phone lines. And, um, and of course, we've got uh, Floyd calling in from Harlem. Floyd, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? Thanks, Anita, for having me. First of mm-hmm. all, what I like to say is, I don't be- I-, I believe in, but I don't hip hip array a first round draft pick because they're not going to be the one that win this Super Bowl. It takes a team effort, and I think for quarter, if you look at a lot of quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, they were great because they had pass protection. The Giants need some protection in their in their front line, their offensive front line. They haven't had any since they had uh, Eli Manning. They didn't have none then. But if you look, even the Jets, the Jets have to have they the quarterback have to have time to pass to overlook things and, and you know they complement the quarterbacks. The compliment the, the quarterbacks are not getting any compliment um, compliments from the from the offensive front line. Uh, absolutely, and quarterbacks aren't the toughest. You know they get hit a few times and they start seeing ghosts. So you got to make sure. That you have that front, you gotta have that that front, but also you gotta have a quarterback that can operate, that can think, and that can anticipate and throw people open, and is completely uh, be accurate. And then they have to be tough in terms of you know things aren't going to be the great all the time, and they're going to have to overcome something, and they're going to have to find ways not to go in the tank like a lot of these quarterbacks do sometimes when they don't get their way. Eight hundred nine one nine three. It's the truth. That that goes that that's true at the negotiating table too. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. When we get back, uh, we will uh, continue with your calls, and uh, and also we're going to take a look big picture here in regard to the AFC and the NFC. Like I said, uh, we are heading into Week Ten, so the playoff scenario and situations are becoming more and more clear. We'll do a deeper dive into all that next, right here on ninety eight point seven. ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Uh, Mike, I, I know this is your last segment with us, uh, and then we have to say hasta la vista. Uh, Amani Toomer and I will uh, hold down the fort with the folks up until uh, 1130, heading into your, ne- your Knicks pregame show as they get ready to take on the Hornets. Uh, but let's take a, a big-picture look and what's going on in the AFC? Uh, the AFC East is for the taking right now, right? All four teams coming off of losses. In fact, the Patriots lost twice. Uh, right now, they are down. Did the Colts just make this field goal? I can't be sure. They missed uh, it. Does not short. Nope, they missed it. So heading into uh, the half, Indianapolis is up seven three right now. In the AFC North, it's all about the Ravens. Everybody's goo goo gaga about the Ravens. Many people feel they're the best team in the NFL. You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on Green Bay, which I think they win. I think Cleveland loses to Baltimore. I think Cincinnati wins. Can Cincinnati catch up with the Baltimore Ravens and make this a fun ride throughout the rest of the season to see who wins the AFC North? I think they can. 
Jacksonville taking on the 49ers. You've got the Texans, Colts, Tennessee Titans rolling with Will Levis. And of course, in the AFC West, you've got Kansas City, whose tight end is in Argentina right now. That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother show. <laughs> uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. So with that being said, Mike, let's start with you. What are you feeling about the AFC right now? Are the Baltimore Ravens the best team in, in the NFL right now? Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it. They're certainly the most complete team. They could beat you with you know, a really good running game. Uh, you know, People don't realize Lamar Jackson's leading the NFL in completion percentage so they could throw mm-hmm. it. And defensively, they're really, really good. Um, I, I saw them play Detroit live. They dismantled them. Then a good Seattle team came in. They dismantled them. I just don't know how um, Cleveland's going to score today. Uh, that, that to me, is th- this NFC, AFC North is going to sort itself out because they all play each other. Amani, your thoughts in regard to the AFC? Who, who you know, Again, many people, and, I, and I'm, with, I'm with Mike. I do believe the Ravens are the best team, believe it or not, with all due respect to Kansas City. Uh, in, in, in the AFC, are, are you, do you feel Kansas City's <clears throat> better than the Ravens? Is there a sleeper team here that maybe um, has underperformed so far the first nine weeks? No, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team, just because I, oh, Lamar has done great and all that, but one thing we know about the Kansas City Chiefs is they – they have the pedigree. They've won, you know, two of their last three Super Bowls. And when you look at when you look at the in the playoffs, um, you match up. I would much rather have Patrick Mahomes on my team in the playoffs that has playoff success than Lamar. Even though Lamar's had a great regular season, there's a different level of quarterback, a different level that you have to achieve when you're playing against the better teams in the league. I think Lamar. Um, I, I think he's playing great, but I mean, if if it all else is equal, and I'm looking at Lamar and I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes and I'm looking at a team that can score, uh, regardless of who they have as a wide uh, in the wide receiver room, uh, man, I would definitely. I think Kansas City is a more powerful, uh, potent team in terms of scoring on offense, and then. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Spags and, and all the different uh, defensive iterations that he can come up with trying to try and stop Lamar. Um, so when I'm looking at the best team, I'm still think the champ to be the champ. You got to beat the champ, and until the Kansas City Chiefs get beat, I, I'm not going to say that they're not the best team when they have a, when all else is equal with the record. Um, I, I just want to throw this out, and I talked about this on our ESPN Bet Show. I think this is a sneaky good play. So the Pittsburgh Steelers have the 11th easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. The Ravens and Cincinnati, the two most difficult. I think I think the Steelers make it into the postseason. I'm not saying they win the AFC North, but I think they make it. Their formula for winning is ugly, but they're winning. They're 5-3, and three, and oh, by the way, they're 2-0 and oh in the division. They still have one more game against the Baltimore Ravens, who, by the way, they beat, and they've got two more games against Cincinnati. I think the Baltimore, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers make it into the postseason, and you can get that right now. It's it's at plus money. Just FYI, uh, looking at the NFC, obviously the Eagles running away with this NFC East division at eight to one. The Lions, they're unbelievable. Interesting game today against the Chargers. I think they win. Uh, in the South, it's pretty much wide open. Even though the Saints five and four, Atlanta four and five, Tampa Bay three and five, and then the 49ers, they've lost three straight. 
I said it before the season started. I feel the Seattle Seahawks win this division. I've got Seattle winning today Whoa. against Washington. I know that uh, I know that that Amani does not. But uh, I've got the 49ers losing to the Jags, and I got Seattle beating Washington, and I got Seattle starting Monday morning at the top of this NFC West division. The 49ers have a gauntlet of a schedule still remaining, negative 22-day rest disadvantage from week six all the way to the end of the season. Uh, I've got Seattle winning this division. Gentlemen, what say you? Mike, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm going to go with the better team theory, not the better rest theory. The 49ers are a better team than the Seahawks. So, um, I, candidly, I'm not sure how close it is. So, I, when you look at this 49er team, like, I'm telling you, like, they're, they're like a Pro Bowl team. I, it's really impressive how good this team's been built and the depth they've had. And, um, look, if Jake Booty kicks a 41-yard field goal against the Browns, you know, Freaking Michigan players, you know how reliable <laughs> they are, Anita. Like you just like you know, we're not talking about this three-game losing streak. I, I just think they're really good, so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing them in person today. Yeah, I, Amani, I, how I, do you I, think the the NFC shakes out? Uh, I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to be the number one seed. The number two seed is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I, I just feel that um, if the Niners, uh, I, I just feel like the Niners have the 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 best team um like like uh, like mike was saying and i i just feel like at the end of the day this is a team that's used to having success this is an anomaly a three-game losing streak hopefully it'll fo- refocus them uh but yeah i think we, i think the niners versus the eagles is going to be the nfc championship uh, i think detroit is going to have make some noise but i don't see anybody coming out of the south um and maybe the Seahawks or the Cowboys. I think that's going to round it out. Uh, Again, this is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. We're with you for another 30 minutes, but we have to say goodbye to Mike Tannenbaum because he's a really big deal. And he's going to be on the call for the the Jags 49ers (laughs) game. Ooh, big deal. Big, you you know. You know. um, you know what's a big deal today? It's like 59 degrees here in Jacksonville, and I'm looking at these two Stop. pools that they have. And will anybody mm-hmm. jump in these pools today is the big question. I think they will. Well, I'm sure they're sun. heated. The sun, man. The sun. I'm sure they're heated. No, you don't think they're heated pools? Would you heat a pool in Florida? Uh, I don't know if these pools are here. They're in the end zones. Mm. Um, you know, you see them in the highlights sometimes. It's cold. it's it's cold here. And why are you doing your broadcast from the pool? That's uh, that's really that would be if if you guys were doing you know, your show from the pool. I think it's the I'm whole like Steve Levy. Yeah, I think it's the whole electric le- electricity and water thing. How they don't mix. Maybe that's why. Anyway, uh, so since we're saying goodbye to you, Mike, uh, we will ask you now, what are your score predictions? Giants, Dallas Cowboys, how ugly is this going to be? Yeah, I, I got Dallas 28-3. to um, I, I, You know, I just don't see the Giants winning this game. Um, for all the reasons we've talked about over the last three uh, hours, too much Dallas defense, too much Tommy DeVito for the Giants. Too much mommy making my bed and making me chicken chicken cutlets. 
Ridiculous. Chicken cutlets. Um, <laughs> in, regard, in regard to tonight, uh, the Jets and the Raiders. Do you have the Jets beating the Raiders? What's your score? <clears throat> no, I, I got the Raiders 21-17. You know, football's a game of matchups, guys. And, you know, we heard Rich Sabini earlier just talking about the right tackle for the Jets. And it looks like what Billy Turner's going to be out. And Max Crosby's one of the 10 best non-quarterbacks in the league. I think he's a guy, you know, he ruined the game against the Patriots. Um, and I, I don't know if the Jets are going to have an answer for Max Crosby. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mike, we're going to we're gonna miss you the, ne- the, the, the next 30 minutes, but we do appreciate the three hours you gave us today. Big timer. <laughs> All right, guys. Really appreciate it. And, uh, Amani, just if you could take this week, and I'll, I'll send you some information on the different curriculums and admission standards between UConn and UMass. That'll be a good, good, good week assignment for you. Good, man. My, my daughter's getting up there. My, my daughter and son, 13. They're getting ready to get into college. So in a couple of years, going to have to start going down that road. Absolutely. Thanks a yeah. lot. Need that. We're, yeah, you know Anita, right? Michigan, Michigan State, it's all the same thing, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I just said, yeah. you go to Michigan State when you don't get into Michigan. We all oh, know what time Or if you're in agric- agriculture. They call it Moo you because they're very big into agriculture yeah. and farming. All right. Whatever. Th- thanks, Whatever. guys. Uh, that's when you, that's, you don't get into Michigan, so you change your major. Yeah. Uh, Mike, love you, my friend. I thanks, enjoy Mike. kick butt with the, with the Jags 49ers game. It is the premier game, so kudos to you and, uh, and Levy. Tell him we say hello. And when you speak of us, speak well. <laughs> okay. All right, quick break. We come back again. Amani Toomer and myself, Anita Marks, we're with you for another 30 minutes. I know we got quite a few calls. We will get to you. So uh, we've got Morris, Joe, Floyd, hang tight, 800-919-3776. We'll be right back right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today and by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com.